Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 220-something of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Armed for Apocalypse with Full of Phlegm. That's all for their upcoming album. It doesn't release until October, which is pretty far out there, so I'm giving you plenty of notice, but it's coming out October 7th on Candlelight Records. They are obviously some form of metallic, maybe hardcore, but it's definitely metallic. I can tell you that for sure. You can devise that. Devise? Is that a word? You can surmise. Is that a word? Let's just go with a word I know. You can deduce. Is that? Hold on a second. Let me get a dictionary. You can figure that out yourself. All right? That's what I meant to say. You can figure out that something was metallic that you just heard. I think that was pretty clear. I don't know which subgenre we're going to throw it in. Let's just say it's under the metallic subgenre. Which, uh, you know, might mean colors, might mean music. It can mean a lot of things. Anyway, we're getting off track here. Let's just tell you more about Arm for Apocalypse. The record, I said already, comes out October 7th on Candlelight Records. And uh, it's, uh, it's called Ritual Violence, so be on the lookout for that. It also features guest appearances by Andreas Kisser of Sepultura and Trevor Phipps, a former Getting It Out podcast guest of Unearth. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Make sure you pick it up when it comes out, or at least check it out. If this is all you check out, that's pretty good, too. Listening to one track from a band, uh, that's checking something out. So you did well. Anyway, on this episode of the podcast, I have Brendan McAndrew from Model Prisoner. They are a metallic hardcore band from Pennsylvania. And we're talking about uh, all sorts of things, including Pennsylvania, metallic hardcore, and uh, basketball. So why waste time? Let's get into it. What's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious hot dog back at it again with another podcast intro. He said, Oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Get It Out podcast? He said, Oh, shit, I got to write a rap first, don't I? He said, No, you don't got to write a rap first. It's a hardcore podcast. He said, All right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it. Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me. All the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We be getting it in, where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We'll be getting it in, where you getting it out? mean to alarm anybody but it is near it is the last week of june this is the last week of june of summer 2022 and that sucks dick and uh, you might be like hey man that's a bit of an exaggeration i'm like hey man that's a third of the summer is already over and you might be like hey man summer officially started june 21st and i'll be like hey man don't be a season nerd and tell me when seasons start and end i know when they start and end by feeling real feeling i don't need a calendar to tell me when it's summer I can feel it. It's in my bones. It's in everybody's bones. That's something old people say. I like when people say, I can tell I'm getting old because I can feel the, the rain coming in my knees. Like, well, I can feel the rain coming in my weather app, all right? And I could do that when I was fucking 12. So it's not that big of a deal. You, Those aren't superpowers. Those are stupid powers. Who wants to have that superpower? Don't act cool or privileged because you can feel the weather in your knees. Nobody gives a shit. Nice arthritis, asshole. Okay, I might have gone a little too hard on that, and I apologize to people with uh with with weather with weather detecting problems in their bones. Never mind, I don't. Fuck you. Alright, hold on. Let me bring it back. 
Let me bring it back. I'm getting too carried away. Uh, I Sorry, I'm all amped up on laser tag. I played laser tag yesterday, and there was all these children in there with me because it was, in fact, my daughter's birthday party. So uh, I'm glad there was children there. But there was children. There was too many of them. They were too small. And, and for that reason, I wasn't able to dominate. That's my excuse. I wasn't able to win. I was good, man. I've been to this course before. I laser tagged there before. I laser tagged two places, and that was one of them. I've been there. That's my territory, and I sucked. I got wiped out by by seven-year-olds. They're probably older than that, but the, there was little ones. I kept tripping over them. I couldn't run. They they really they really enforced their do not run rule, and uh, I don't know. It just didn't work out for me. So I'm a little amped up and something about arthritis and and laser tag. It's just a combination that's not working out for me right now. And you're feeling the the wrath of it, and I think that's okay. I think it's okay. I think it's okay we vent sometimes. And I'm allowed to vent on this podcast. That's what it's mine, right? It's mine. I get to do what I want on here. So this week, I wanted to have uh, Brendan McAndrew from Model Prisoner on to talk about their band and their awesome new EP, Compulsion Analysis. Don't bother trying to buy it. It's already sold out, but you can get a digital version of it somewhere. I believe Bandcamp is the place to go for that. They pressed 50 records. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And they sold out like that. That's a snap if you couldn't see it because I know you can't because it's a podcast. It's not a visual medium, which why do people always post fucking videos of themselves talking, doing the talking heads side by side thing? It's fucking annoying and stupid and you're ugly. You shouldn't be putting your podcast face on the internet. This doesn't apply to me. Okay. Anyway, let's just let's listen to a song from Model Prisoner. And then play you the interview that I had with Brendan, who was very cool, by the way. Let's do that. How about the song, uh, what, are they, what do we want to go with? Let's go with A Thinning Herd off of Compulsion Analysis. And then listen to my conversation with Brendan. <laughs> First thing I need to ask about Model Prisoner is uh, that name can be interpreted a couple different ways. Is, is that like a good inmate or like a gorgeous captive? 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. I could I could definitely see both uh, both interpretations of it. Um, I think like if I had to guess, um, you know, the the guys who, who came up with it, uh, Jay and and, and uh, our drummer and, and Keats, our guitar player, I think that they probably probably had the 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 former in mind, uh, the one that you had mentioned first uh, about yeah. the 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 penal version of it. Not <laughs> it's kind of weird sounding, but <laughs> or the. Uh, the prison system version of it, I guess, would be a better way to put that. Um, yeah, no, I think that was probably something they had in mind. I mean, it's definitely, you know, in the lyrics on the first EP that those two guys recorded together, uh, that was like a, a topic that was discussed. It's just like the, you know, the issues with the justice system. And um, so I'm sure that was a, it was a good good name to have. And I, I mean, I just think the name's cool. So when when we kind of partnered up with them, we, uh, we, we were like, yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to keep that as the name. So it was a, no, it's, a good deal. I do. I actually do like the name and, uh, I'm surprised that it hasn't Thanks, been man. used for this type of music before because all good. Be surprised, sure. There's probably some band from like, you know, somewhere that's existed like 15 years ago <laughs> that used the name. I mean, there's, there's just been so many bands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, you joined the band after they started. So when did Model Prisoner start? Well, yeah. So um, our our drummer uh, and uh, and our guitar player they started as a project. Um, I, I guess sort of like when COVID was going on, just because it was you know something to like kind of take their minds off of being not being able to get out and, and just you know do out, do the normal stuff. So um, and then when they kind of had five songs done. Um, they went and recorded it with uh, the guy Wyatt who recorded our uh, EP as well. And um, so Keats played all the guitar and the bass and then Jay did the drums and the vocals. And so um, uh, after, you know, they had gotten that going, they were decided to like, you know, fill out the rest of the band. So that was when um, the rest of the guys and came into it. And uh, Tim who plays guitar, uh, when he got added, the, they were kind of messing around with different ideas for singers or, or whatever, or drummers for a while. And then uh, Tim and I have known each other for a long time. So he had asked me if I wanted to come in and, you know, kind of see what it sounded like with me doing vocals. So that's that was sort of like my path into into the band. And um, so I joined up with that. Or to, to answer your question, you know, they they kind of started, I guess it would be like, you know, uh, 2018, 2019, 2020, I guess would probably be when they did the recording and then um and then i joined the band uh in september of, of this past year so gotcha so what's your what's your resume look like as far as being in a band oh sure yeah um i started to play them um you know music like kind of like um when i was like in my early teens you know uh that was like around the time like nirvana was was big and everything like that so like i think yeah. a lot of people like gravitated towards wanting to like play the guitar or whatever just because like i think it was just that like the songs were like great songs but they were really easy to play too so it was like really like a, a pathway in for a lot of people um to play and, and so that's it was a great thing and then like i got you know as i got into like punk rock and like hardcore and stuff like that um you know i started a band with my friend when i was 15 and played in a few other bands like um in the area and then um in when i was like uh, maybe like 21 22 um i started playing um with the um the minor times uh so i was doing vocals for that band and that's how well tim and i had known each other previous to that um and, uh, tim plays guitar uh, the other guitar and model prisoner but um you know he was the guitar player in the minor Times. so um 
we did that for a bunch of years, uh, I guess like maybe like six or seven years. And then, um, after that, I didn't really do anything for a while. And, uh, Tim, like I said earlier, like, you know, kind of contacted me and let me know that they were looking for someone to do vocals. And so that's, it was just, it's been cool. You know, it's been, it was like a long time off, but, uh, it's, it feels really nice to be able to, to do that again. Well, the minor times is definitely a band that I know of, but I'm also a Pennsylvania person. Um, right. <laughs> so, but, but minor times, that was a prosthetic records, right? So the, the, you probably had a decent amount of reach. Um, yeah. I mean, like we, um, the last record that we put out was on prosthetic. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we, um, I think there was like definitely like a lot of places we went, like there would be, not too many people just because like the, the style of music that we played wasn't like really conducive to like what I guess you would, you would call like mainstream hardcore. You know what I mean? Like uh, right. there wasn't really like too many, especially like, uh, breakdowns or yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like we didn't have like singing parts. We didn't have breakdowns. So like those were the two big popular things at the time. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we're not doing either of those. So, <laughs> so, uh, but there were, yeah, there would always be like, you know, a certain small group of kids in, in certain places that we went that seemed into it. And like, you know, so for me, like playing music in the first place, like I never thought that, you know, anybody outside of like a couple like towns where I lived would like be familiar with anything I do. So to be like in the middle of the country or in like California and people are like familiar with what you did. It's like, that was like way cooler than anything I ever could have imagined. Well, what for you was your local scene? Cause we're both Pennsylvania guys, as far as I can tell. So, but that, yeah, well, uh, that as like you and I know that, that can mean a lot of different things though. That's, well, sure. Yeah. So where, where are you from exactly? I'm from York, but I'm in Lancaster now, but oh. that would be, that would be considered like the same. The right. Same scene, okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm familiar with, like, Lancaster had, like, a big punk scene, like, I think, like, in the 90s, right? Like, yeah, that was, like, yeah. a thing in the valley out there. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. That's cool. Um, well, as far as, like, when I started going to shows, it was probably in, like, 96, 97. And um, that was when I, I, I grew up in the city and moved out to Lansdale, Pennsylvania, which is, like, kind of, like, about 40 minutes, like, north northwestish of, of sure. philadelphia um uh, it's near like norristown king of prussia like other kind of bigger cities uh that are kind of close and um yeah so they started they were doing shows then um some of the bands that were kind of like playing a lot of the shows back then were like dysphoria and um shine 13 pfp um so there was a lot of like you know pr- hardcore stuff going on that was like a little bit you know maybe hip hop influence would be a way to put it. Or like, um, I mean, dysphoria wasn't like that. Dysphoria was just like hardcore, you know, hardcore. Like yeah. they were, dysphoria is great. I mean, uh, and still is great. Uh, they still play every now and again. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of like unique stuff going on. And that really appealed to me just as like a, you know, a young kid who didn't really like, wasn't really super familiar with hardcore. And like that thing, I was more familiar with like, epitaph bands and like you know that type of stuff at that time yeah. like the warp tour and like you know um main major label stuff so going to like the first show i remember um was so cool because it was like yeah these kids are like my age or like a little bit older and they're they're playing and they have like a whole like network you know and that was like really opened my eyes to like that would be like a cool thing to be a part of and so 
that was around the time that the first band that we started, I think me and a couple of those guys had went to one of the first shows. They used to do shows at the Knights of Columbus and in, in Lansdale. Um, and we went to a show there. And I think it's coming up on the 25th anniversary of that show is like in July, I think of this year. And funny enough, Tim from the minor times and now model prisoner, uh, he put the show on <laughs> and like, I didn't even know. About the time. So it's like really like a, a cool, uh, thing to like think back on especially now 25 years later um but uh yeah so that was that was that and i mean like um and lansdale over the years changed a bit like kind of with like what was going on like as far as like most scenes changed i mean there was more like pop punk bands for a while and like but there was always you know hardcore bands doing their thing like whether it was like leavenworth or cetus or um um trying to think of some other there's newer bands now that are from the area too doing doing cool stuff like there's lmi and there's um gosh who else um but there's a bunch of cool bands uh and it's always been like an eclectic scene which was is really cool and i think like you know i don't want to say like really like rare but like as far as like um you know traveling around in the minor times like we did a bunch of touring so I didn't really see a lot of places like that. Like most of the shows that we played were like really like kind of like the bands were very similar. It seemed like people were into only like one type of thing. So, yeah. so that was something that always stuck with me is like we traveled. It was like, you know, it was, it was cool that it was like that, but I'm sure a lot of places were like that. <laughs> I think a lot of places are, but maybe not to the degree that Lansdale is. Maybe it's just that I know that I'm aware of Lansdale yeah. scene and the guys are in there, you know, I, I played shows there. Um, the Lansdale, Dale, Lansdale VFW, the yeah. Uh, what's what's the what's the one on the second floor? There's a place in the second floor. I can't think of what it yeah, is. Third it's definitely, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Where I was playing, right I almost, yeah, I almost I almost died playing a show there. There was like nobody That's there. Awesome. <laughs> I almost who, passed who out. <laughs> so I was in this Baltimore hardcore punk band called Pleasant Living. And, uh, oh, cool! That's awesome, man. We would come up and play. Yeah, we would play a lot with Animal House. So, oh yeah, okay. So we That's had awesome, that connection. So yeah, we know a lot of those. I know a lot of those the same guys. I'm sure you do. Maybe a maybe a generation younger or whatever. But, but yeah, yeah, this, yeah. All the it's from like um like kind of like um like Phoenixville area and, yeah, and those exactly. dudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. like oh, those guys are very cool. So yeah. Yeah, no, it's but it's always been a good area, and I, I've always known bands to come out of that. Of course, Dysphoria is the big one that everybody, everybody from around here knows. And then, you know, they, they mentioned the other bands like Chine and, uh, and yeah. the Minor Times, of course. So I didn't know about Model Prisoner until it was brought to my attention. And oh, right, on. Right, awesome. right away, I liked it. This is very cool, though. I listened to a compulsion analysis a lot so far. Uh, thank you i appreciate that when was when did this record get made i should say is this a pandemic product of, by any means well yeah i mean i you know i guess you know who knows like when or when the end of the pandemic is or i guess it really depends on personally what your opinion is right. if it's still going on or you know it's a lot of stuff but um we um you know so when i started playing with those guys in, in september of last year um we had they had most of the songs written and so i started writing vocals for them and then we started recording um at like i think in like november of last year and then mm -hmm. the holidays came and we just sort of like finished it up after that in january finished up a couple little things 
and um so yeah right around, i guess like the 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 winter of 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 this past year would be the best way to describe it um and we recorded it with um wyatt um at um the knife lair in um grace ferry uh, right in philadelphia there wyatt um wyatt's in a couple cool bands uh chemical fix and uh fixation uh both cool bands really cool i just saw chemical fix the other day they were they were badass um yeah they are good, and, they are good. fixation's great too I, I had well i had their old singer on here at one point but yeah the, fixation uh, cool. fixation's awesome chemical fix is good you mentioned earlier lmi wanted to say lmi also good i forget what his name is will maybe is that right oh yeah he's a cool guy man he's from Landville. Yeah. he puts on a lot of shows there he really is a guy who like keeps stuff going you know it's, yeah. it's cool this this came out officially what in april april 1st is that right that's the right date yeah, I think that's when we put everything up online uh, was April 1st. And then we, um, you know, I think there was like a little bit of a delay in, in making the, the vinyl for it just because, I mean, that's usually the case, like when stuff is working as far as supply chain, but like everything is like even, like you know, I think at like the, at its worst, like I heard people were waiting like upwards, of like 10 to like 11 months to get album, to get vinyl yeah. press. Like, yeah. It's yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's got to be. I mean, I, I started think- doing I started doing videos of me opening my mail on my Instagram, right? Which is a thing people do. But I started doing it because I didn't know what I was getting because I don't like I ordered it so what is this that's you know, kind of like, cool yeah you're like yeah. it's just a present like from your past self like you're like I bought yeah. this for you like eight months ago here <laughs> like well, which is I think it's I think it's cool depending on. Uh, <laughs> depending on how comfortable you are, like if you're spending your fucking money and like you, you don't got a lot of it and you're waiting around for some shit that I can see that being really like, a, <laughs> maybe you don't want to spend the money on it. But uh, if you, if you can afford it, you know, to wait a few months for a record or a year, then, <laughs> yeah, then whatever. But you, you guys did a, well, at least what I think I understand is you did a, a very limited vinyl lathe cut edition for compulsion analysis that's right yeah we did um i think we did like 50 copies of it yeah um and uh like so when we got the i think yeah we did just get the the artwork in the other day because we got it that screen separately um forgive me i don't know the name of the place that did it but they did a killer job um and yeah like we just figured that you know, we didn't really know as far as like if people would would really, you know, how many people would want to buy a copy of it or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, people are into like limited stuff like that, too. So I'm sure that played in a part in the decision of wanting to do like a limited amount. And, um, you know, we can always make more, I figure, you know, it's like. Right. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think like, you know, um, I think a bunch of people already ordered it. I think there might only be a few copies left, but um seems like uh it all worked out i mean but uh yeah, from what i see it's sold out so i think you i think that's oh, as good okay. as you can get cool. well yeah i mean plus you can say like oh man we sold out our records man people are going right. crazy and like that's why we only made 50 because if we made like a thousand it'd be like oh man we like, got like 700 records sitting around here. yeah i know that is i got i got too many seven inches still you know <laughs> i think that's probably was the biggest part of the decision i think all of us know what it's like to have like 
a lot of copies of a record that you know are like just never going to leave your house <laughs> and so if we could avoid having more clutter in our collective uh places it's probably <laughs> a good thing <laughs> yeah that's that's the well i guess you guys that, i mean that speaks to one thing that you guys have a lot of and that's experience uh as far as playing in bands right you guys have all as far sure. as i know uh put your time in um <laughs> And that lends to making smarter decisions, of course, like right. we're only going to press 50 of these fucking things so we don't get stuck with uh, boxes and boxes. Um, but what is what enticed you to join Model Prisoners? You said you were out of it for a while. So what, what about Model Prisoner made you want to be part of it? Yeah, I mean, I just really like the songs a lot. Like it was it was a pretty easy decision for me. Like um, I've had a few people over the years like asked me to do stuff with their bands and like i mean not to say that i didn't like that stuff either like a lot of times it was just a matter of like timing not working out or, or whatever was going on uh at the time but um <clears throat> uh but yeah i mean like you know playing with tim is obviously a big part of it because we played together for so many years and um i really trust him uh to make the right decision on like songwriting stuff but um mm. you know i mean you know the other guys do like a ton of the songwriting. I mean, most of it actually. So I just think that they really do a great job too. Um, and I just really like, I think we just have a lot of shared interests as far as like music goes and the bands that we like, and like, just like kind of what we think is cool and what we think is like lame. Um, and so hearing the first couple songs, uh, it was just like, ah, oh, this is really cool. Like I've always wanted to do something that had like a lot of faster stuff in it, um, mm -hmm. like shorter songs um, and just real, real, just real aggressive, real straightforwardly aggressive stuff. So uh, it felt like a real good opportunity to do that. And, um, you know, I'm just at like a time in, like in my life too now where I'm like, you know, I work from home. Um, I, you know, have a place here and things are kind of settled down for me a little bit. So it's easier for me to have free time. And, and you know, I was kind of like just bored. So I was just like, okay, well, that, that sounds like fun. You know, let's see if I can, I can still do this. <laughs> do you like working from home uh it's okay i mean there I'm, I'm assuming you do as well or i did up until three months ago when i started a new job uh, and uh and i okay. miss working from home so much <laughs> i would do no, anything to get back like see, that's the thing like i i would say i mean i've been doing i was doing it for like a, a year or two before the pandemic so it's uh, okay see mine was pandemic day. induced so and it was a thing i never thought i'd get to do and then once i got to do it i was like this is the shit i never want to do anything yeah. else but, no i agree for the most part like i um i just it's it would be nice to like every once in a while go in and like just kind of like feel like you just have like a different you know like a a, a forced like interruption to your routine because like stuff starts <laughs> to feel like groundhog day after a while um yeah for me. yeah uh yeah and i'm sure you, you're familiar with that as too uh as well um but as far as just yeah i mean it's on i mean because yeah there's probably a bunch of people listening to this being like that like have to like just do this horrible job to get to fucking guy like, hey you know i don't feel bad for those people because i did that for years i wore the steel toes i ran the machines i did the things yeah. i stood on concrete all day so fuck it i got a job where i can right. sit at home well, for two years then i get to talk about yeah. it you know <laughs> no it's true yeah but uh no i mean it, it, as far as like just having the freedom to like uh, be able to do stuff around here um or just uh and then like i think actually like the more i think about it i think the biggest thing that i like about it is just like not having a commute because yeah. like you really never factor that whole like 
that commute time into like the time that you spend every day. But like you're, I mean, depending on your commute, some people have like an hour each way every day. So that's like mm-hmm. another two hours of your day that you're just like blowing every day sitting in the car. So like the that fact that I can exactly my situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And like, um, so the fact that I can like finish work at three 30 and I'm like at my house and can immediately start doing whatever I am doing that night is, is like a huge. Um, so that's probably the best part is just the, the ability to like, just, you know, but you know, but you know, obviously it has its downsides as well, which I won't get into because that's I'm gonna sound like a like a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get the, the I, I mean, and not to totally derail this thing talking about the perks of working from home, but I used to like I painted the fire hydrant out in front of my house on the clock. You know, I power washed the fence. I'd go for a fucking three mile run on lunch and come back, mow the lawn as soon as work's done. You know, like. And now, like, yeah, so it's not it's not so bad now because the reason I did take this other job is because it's walking distance from my house. So I walk oh, I walk awesome. to work every day, but I was going to have to start driving back to York, which is a forty five minute commute. So yeah. that's why I, that's why I made the change. But uh, but yeah, the, for anybody listening, working from home is usually as good as advertised. It is, yeah, it is would, as cool as it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely just like recently, just like I was rewatching The Sopranos, and so I was just like watching an episode of The Sopranos every day on my lunch break. I'd just be like, "All right, time to time to watch the next episode." So yeah, I mean, it's it's not bad. No, it's not. But anyway, so like uh, back to model prisoner compulsion analysis. Were you part of the writing process, or were the, like is? And when I mean that, I guess you're doing the vocals. Were you doing any, were you doing lyrics for all of them? What's, what was your hands on this EP? Oh yeah. So um, I uh, wrote all the lyrics and, and do all the vocals. Uh, but as far as like the music goes, like that's everybody else in the band. Like, you know, like Keats writes a lot of the ideas like on his computer at home. Like he's like a real whiz with like the home recording stuff and like mm-hmm. the drum samples and like, you know, so it's really cool because we get like the demos for it and it's like already like a very flushed out sounding thing. So you, you can kind of get an idea of like what the song's going to sound like. And that's like, you know, the main bones of it. And then like, obviously he brings that idea forward and, you know, Jay's like making up the drum stuff that he's going to do. And Tim's adding his parts in Mahesh, our bass player is doing his, his thing. And, you know, so they kind of work on that for a while. And then I'm just like writing the lyrics as that's going along and, you know, uh, like most bands, you know, just just kind of like minding my own business when it comes to the music for the most part. If I have an idea that I think is worthwhile, I'll I'll bring it up. But like like that you mentioned before, like you know, having experience in bands, it's like you know, if you if you do it long enough, you know, just like if you're the singer, just shut up. Like just, yeah, nobody wants to yeah, hear. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I did right. I I did too. I didn't. I didn't chime in with writing music because I don't know right. anything about it. But, and also, I think that gives us the right to not have to carry anything in. But also, um, yeah, well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, I always encourage, as the, as the singer, I always encourage everybody else to write lyrics. Yeah, they never, yeah. they never did, or if they did, they were bad, though. And uh, <laughs> so I, so I get it. Like, if I'm going to, like if I'm going to perform it, I usually want to, you know, if they're going to, I'm not going to tell them how to play the riff if I don't want to read their words, you know? So yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah, got their true. role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm, I'm, I'm super open to like, you know, like um, on the first record, like you had mentioned, like Jay did all the lyrics and vocals and everything like that. So he's great. Like when it comes right. to both of those. So like, you know, it's really nice to have that. And like, you know, Keats has great ideas for lyrics and vocals and like, you know, so it is nice to actually have people that like have input, like, you know, cause not that like people didn't in the past, but it's just like, I think they were more focused on, on, like you said, their role. And like, they knew yeah. that I had like my role, but it is always nice just to have people like give you ideas because usually like you didn't maybe think of it that way or, you know, I mean, you just get used to, it's like, uh, anything like musically. Yeah. yeah, it's like anything musically, like you just get used to like, you have the things that you're comfortable doing. So, I mean, it's like, you know, I'm comfortable like on these syllables of like accenting stuff usually. And you maybe, you don't even realize it. You just do it naturally. Mm-hmm. So like if somebody has like a different idea, it can really open, you know, your, your eyes up to like, you know, something that might sound different. So your stuff doesn't get so stale and repetitive as far as like the, the way you, you do your vocals. Yeah. Well, well, you you mentioned earlier that a model prisoner, for the most part, is pretty straightforward, fast, and it's just aggressive, right? But there's some other yeah, elements in there that aren't that, where it's a little. Well, I mean, there's still that, but there, there's there seems right. to be something electronic going on in uh, the yeah, definitely in a couple of things. And I know there was a even a remix of one of the songs uh, from earlier. So what? What are, what are these influences? Where do they come from? Who's who's writing that stuff? How does how did that get worked into the sound of the band? Yeah, I mean, I think like obviously it started at the beginning when those guys you know uh, teamed up to make the first um, album, um, you know, and kind of had a, had a shared interest in you know just going back to what we were talking about before, like it, it having like a bit of an eclectic like th- thing going on, and not just being you know, obviously and it representative of, 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 you know, their, their, their taste, because I think, you know, most people that are in hardcore bands are into other music too. I mean, most people just don't listen to hardcore all the, the hell time. No, that'd be boring. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, I know some people that I think I could probably name a few people that might just listen to hardcore all the time, but, but you know, what's funny uh, is that we, we, without even knowing each other, we, it's probably the same person. We probably be naming the same people. Cause if you know who those, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who those people are, you know what I mean? You could exactly, right. uh, school of hard no, knocks I mean, in their bio. But hey, yeah. Yeah. Right. But hey, if that's I mean, more power to you. I mean, it's definitely cooler than liking a lot of other music. Um, <laughs> but, um, but uh, no, I mean, um, so so they were just. Uh, I think that was just really an easy thing for them to do because it was just something that they were into. Um, 
and which is cool too because it's something that i'm into as well i think the rest of the guys are into in the band so um you know to uh, uh keats our guitar player who kind of does like a lot of the writing and arranging of stuff in the first place like he does all of that like on his home setup um <laughs> and um but you know there's 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 input obviously from everybody else and there's things that get tweaked um with it but um yeah i mean it's it's something that's that's really cool like i think it 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 um it, it definitely gives it like a little bit of um of uh you know its own stamp of like um you know being a little bit different i guess um it breaks things up it's it's just a, you know it's cool uh, i really dig it yeah no i like it too and i think it's it's uh it's subtle enough too that it doesn't derail it from what it obviously is but it also feels like it gives elements that would allow it to feel comfortable and at in place with other subgenres of extreme music which which just allows gives the band a like you know an ability to transcend underneath all these stupid subgenres and that's that's a cool thing and i think that's a that's something people are embracing a lot more now than ever and uh I think it's like I said, I think it's subtle with you guys, but I do I enjoy that it's there. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. No, and I, I agree. I think that like um I think that it's like in, indicative of the fact that like you have a whole new generation of people who are who are making, you know, hardcore music and like kind of like the the main fans of it. Because I mean, you know, like they always say, like hardcore is like a younger person's thing. Um sure. and, and I think that's yeah. true. Like, um so I mean you have people that are going to shows that were born you know 20 years after you know later than we were you know they were born in 2000 right. so i mean they have a whole different experience as far as like the music that they heard growing up and you know how they infuse that with like maybe some of the music that we had had growing up so i think it's it's cool i mean any you know and like i think that the the main thing is that it's 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 like a progression thing so i mean you you know maybe i don't like certain aspects of it or but that's at least it's like moving forward rather than just staying right. in like the same place um um so that's that's always a cool sign when, when that's going on yeah no i totally agree tell me about the maybe you didn't name it but maybe you did the title compulsion analysis what does that mean um that uh, tim our guitar player came up with that title um and uh, you know, I honestly can't really remember exactly what the the whole um, idea behind it was. Um, yeah, I think that it, it kind of just speaks for itself. I, I think, like, um, if I had to remember, I think that was kind of just we were just throwing around titles and, and ideas, and that was something that that he had mentioned, um, maybe even as a song title idea, or but um, but yeah, no, I mean it, it's. Um, I think it's sort of just a good representation of a lot of what the lyrics uh, touch upon. So I think that it really fit really well. And I think that was kind of why we, we focused in on it. Um, I think that maybe we all personally too, everybody could sort of like understand or like um, kind of see a little bit, a bit of that in ourselves, or at least the way we approach music, you know what I mean? You get the kind of, you know, like you had mentioned, we, we, a lot of us have been doing it for so long. So you really get like compulsive about like how you want things to, to sound or like the ideas that you have. So, um, um, but no, I mean, it, I guess it could be taken a lot of different ways. Um, 
which is always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> open to interpretation. But I, I find I find vagary is uh, a is a is like one of my main cheap tricks. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Um, the uh, yeah, we mentioned a couple of times. You just mentioned it there about you guys. This is not your first time around the block. Do you find, or maybe maybe not, but do you find that this is more fun and easier now than it ever was? What's how do you compare being in a band now compared to then? That's a great. It's a great question. Um, uh, yeah, I think the main difference is that like I have there's no expectations of like doing right. anything other than having a good time. Um, right, which right, is great right. because which is something. And sorry you, to cut you off, but it's something that I oh, no, like, no, no, no. something that I feel like anybody like you guys in your situation knows, and that's why I think more people enjoy it like the the yeah. third time around because you realize what it really is and you manage your expectations yeah. and yeah exactly and i'm sure you can you probably have the exact same experience you know with that i mean like anything like anything i mean you know when you do it for a long time and and you know you do it really you know you know you put a lot into it if you can get burned out after a while and but when you don't do it for a while then you're like oh man i really missed doing that so and that that can apply to anything music you know anything that you have a passion for in your life so um yeah especially if you if you're like yeah especially if you start to think that maybe you're not going to get to do that that thing that you that you had a passion for and you get another chance to do it you really really appreciate that opportunity um but just in general, I think that anybody would, would say the same thing about being older and, you know, uh, having context for everything. And so understanding, like you said, pardon me, how to manage your, um, your expectations and your, and the, your goals, you know what I mean? Because, um, having big goals is great and, that, and that's fine. I mean, even, um, you know, as we're doing our band in our forties, you know, being, having the goal of being like the best band in the world and, you know, uh, playing like a bunch of cool shows and touring and like, you know, this, that, and the other, uh, can be a great goal, but understanding that that probably isn't going to happen. This is just right. like something that needs to be balanced in there to, to have a healthy, fun time doing that. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely nice to, um, be at a place where I can have that understanding and appreciation for, you know, getting to do it and having like appreciating the little things because, you know, when you're younger, you don't, you know, you just mainly focused on like what the main goal is or what you think the main goal is of, of achieving a lot of, you know, success via, you know, just people being into your band and everywhere and, and, um, you know, playing bigger festivals and things like that. And those, those goals, like I said, are fine to have, but if they're your only goal, you, you, you miss a lot of the cool stuff that along the way. So it's nice to be able to, to like, you know, just take it easy and, and um, appreciate the little things. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally respect that and understand what you're saying. The, the having that. said that, what will it take for you to feel fulfilled with model prisoner or are you already there? already there honestly i mean like um just just being able to like play with these cool these cool dudes um who not only are like it's great like musically but like get into like practice and like hang out and record with them everybody's like super cool in the band so it's really nice to like have some new friends and be able to play with my old friend tim so that's great um you know being in a band like like the style of music that we play which is something i 
never really did completely and something that I really like. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's cool. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, um, going through the whole process of, of being able to like, you know, write some things, some things down and get to express them on the, the recording that we did is, is an amazing, you know, thing. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I mean, but, um, but, you know, at the same time, like, you know, I'm, I'm just excited for what's going forward. You know what I mean? Like everything is gravy, but like, I'm still interested in what's going to happen next. Like I know we're writing new songs now and, um, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to what we got uh, coming in the future because I'm sure, um, you know, I, I don't imagine we're going to do a ton of touring or anything like that, but I know we're going to consistently put out music going forward just because we, we just have a good time doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to speak on that and not to just gloss over the fact that you just released a, uh, uh, an EP, but what is next? You mentioned writing. Is there, a, is there an LP in the future or is, are you guys taking it a little bit at a time? Yeah, honestly, I think we're just looking forward to just writing some new stuff right now. Um, just having some fun with that. Um, I mean, I'm up for whatever the other guys want to do as far as releasing music. Like I'm, I'm kind of more of the mindset. It's interesting just because that's probably the biggest change, like being in a band, um, not to like go back to that subject. No, it's great. Real quick. I'll mention, um, like being in a band then versus now. I mean, like, you know, when I was in a band before it was like 2006. So in 2022 like the way you released music is just completely different <laughs> yeah, like yeah um, so but it's cool because you can release it in however you want i mean so it seems to me now like a lot of people just release smaller things you know whether they be eps mm-hmm. or even like singles like and more frequently so i mean if that's something those guys are cool with like that's cool with me because i think um i think that's how hardcore is best served is in short bursts like yeah, i am I mean, like, unless you're, like, some awesome, like, band that can write, like, a really just cool, like, kind of diverse, like, hardcore record, like, if you're, like, refused or, like, somebody like that, like, like, I don't want to need to hear your 45-minute hardcore record, man, like, <laughs> you know, like, just me with all that. Um, so, I mean, like, uh, I think I'm, I'm more of a, in a favor of, like, doing the short stuff kind of guy, but, um, but like I said, any, anybody, anybody, uh, any you know, any format school with me. No, that's what I always say. That I, if I'm listening to hardcore, I want it to be, I want it to be a, an EP. You know, if I, if I'm listening to metal, I want it to be like a fucking three hour movie, you know, but like, but like, that's totally. just the way I like it. Like, that's the way I like my, my, my stuff. But, uh, but I mean, that's also why when we think of like the best hardcore records, typically we're talking about a seven inch typically not always. Yep. Right. But, but, or it's victim in pain, which is what, like 20 minutes, you know, like it's exactly. It's yeah it's like that it's like a seven inch or like if it's like a if it's like a 12 inch it's like just a compilation of seven inches on a 12 inch like <laughs> right first four years yeah, yeah exactly like just for some reason yeah I, I like i think it's funny you said the seven inch thing i was just gonna say like the perfect format to me for hardcore is a seven inch because it's just you know because you it's 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 even cool just for the creation process of it too because you like know how much how long the song can be you know what i mean the factory tells yeah. you or whatever or like it's like okay you only have x amount of like minutes on per side so like even then like you just have like this i don't know i like working in like like kind of like confined like spaces sometimes for some reason <laughs> like having like a format that it's like uh it's easier for my brain to deal with <laughs> <laughs> No, it's cool. I, I mean, it's good though. It's good. I, I, 
I was talking the other day about to a coworker and about how uh, how we was talking about my new job and how there's not a lot of structure and I don't think I like that and we think we don't want we think we don't mm. want structure and then when it's not there we're like well I could use some fucking rules because that would somehow make it easier and more comfortable and you know no I hear you completely like it's yeah no i mean it is it is one hell of a paradox in that uh, you know you, you do you do um you do feel like you don't want to be um controlled but at the same time like you know yeah it's a it's a you know you need a little bit of both it's a it's a fine balance thing so um especially when it comes to something like a job because you know what i mean you're doing that job for 40 hours a week and you know you 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 know i can't yeah, I can't just just freelance. I can't just be like out there freelancing, like just just doing whatever for forty hours a week. You got to give me like a little bit of guidance. Hey, tell me what to do. What do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, speaking of not having a boss, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But the the record or, or, or compulsion analysis came out on cosmic levels slash cross cross cross, which I know is a minor time song, right? Right, um, right, yeah. Exactly. But is that so? Is that just a you guys acting as the late the label or is there an actual label behind it yeah no we're we're uh we're we own, we own the label <laughs> and that means uh the, the label that uh is us <laughs> right. so yeah self-released it cool well um you mentioned you did the uh the 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 short run 50 of the is the lathe cut records you also yeah. managed to do a uh, a video for dirt merchant um yeah definitely i guess that probably had been a while since you did one of those how was that yeah i don't think i ever did one actually i don't think i ever did a music video um yeah no never did so this was the first one uh, and it was really fun we had a great time um so uh keats our guitar player is by trade a videographer uh it works mostly in sports um gets like uh gets to do um the sixers games i think he's right down there on the sidelines which is oh, like yeah, hold on a second cool i game. didn't know i didn't know that because well i'm wearing a sixers shirt right now and oh, yeah, he's, that. he's probably the guy that i took a picture of when i was there uh who was on the court wearing a react record straight edge shirt taking you know on the floor See, I, I, would, I would expect that, that was probably yes <laughs> <laughs> and me going what the fuck is this guy wearing a straight you know hardcore shirt on the court for the sixers game uh, yeah, so yeah. he yeah he does that. He's uh he's down there um on the baseline uh, every game. Um, yeah. I know, I know who he is now. <laughs> yeah, I think he so I think he works for like a company that is like contracted by the Sixers. Is I think the way that it works. So he does uh, Flyers games too. He does sort of like yeah. what what the company's doing. Um, but yeah, he'll do a ton of like NBA stuff, which is super cool because I'm a huge NBA guy. I love the Sixers. Um, and um. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was we I've been down there a couple times. We always like you know meet up before the game for a minute, and then I see him out there doing his thing, and it's like, oh, dude, like he's just, <laughs> he's like you know five feet away from Embiid, like you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. He, uh, there's actually a video of him on YouTube um, where uh, Luka Doncic like kind of like stumbles like off after he's trying to get a rebound. He plowed right into Keats and Keats's head <laughs> actually hit the back of like one of those folding chairs. Yeah, you got to yeah. get knocked out, like clean out. Yeah, and like Doncic, to his credit, like actually was like 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 the play went back down to the other end, but there was like a stoppage, and Doncic came back down and was like sitting with him, like making sure he was cool. So it was actually like a that's cool. Yeah, it's crazy. You can, 
can look it up on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Luka Doncic is way bigger than I imagine him in my head. You know, like I'm sure well, that's that the man. Thing, yeah, he's he's what at least yeah he's at least like six six right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I think Doncic is a bigger. pretty big dude, actually. Yeah. I, I think he's yeah. like six seven, six eight, and he's like kind of like a little bit of like size to him. But it's one of those things. It's like a context thing because you're out there and you're he's playing against somebody like Embiid who's like seven one, exactly. and so like exactly. oh, it's small. And then he's just like you see the people in real life, and you're like, my god! Like I say that every time. Every time. Every time we go to the, I go to those games where I'm watching, I watch literally every single Sixers game. So it, it, that's I was, awesome. Cool. I like punish my wife by telling her, like, you realize these guys are actually, <laughs> you know, like that small guy is way bigger than I am, you know, and I'm six foot tall. And, oh yeah, uh, I, I, look like like, a, I look like a baby out there. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at a guy like Maxi, who's like, you know, like looks like a really small guy, and he's still like six two. I'm pretty sure it's like way taller than yeah. me, man. Like right. <laughs> I'll never forget. I was on the I was on the uh, I was on the sideline for Eagles Steelers game uh, one oh, year. Awesome. Somehow I don't know. How, I don't remember how I got the hook up, but we were we were sitting there Eagles Eagles Steelers, and it was McNabb and Roethlisberger, and they were like standing oh, okay. right in front of us. And now they're in like pads and shit, right? So, but still, they were so the size of these people. And then the linemen were doing the drills yeah. right in front of us. It was like holy shit, the, these people are this is different people, different breeds. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, dude. But anyway, those so, people move that quickly. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. But to, to your point, so he's you got you got your in home uh, media guy. That's uh, that's yes. a hell of a perk. Yes, for exactly. Him. So yeah, so he was uh, he was able to like hook everything up as far as that. Like a buddy of uh, his from work actually came out and helped to shoot the video in addition to him um, doing the camera work. Um, so those guys did their thing. Um, and then um, uh, Mahesh, our bass player, uh, he does editing of videos. So he's like really amazing at doing that. Like, that's, yeah, so it was kind of, yeah, it was one of those things where I think like once we like had like a couple songs, we we're like, yeah, we'll definitely make a video. And like, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, we really haven't played any shows or whatever. I'm like, that's kind of like soon. But then I like realized that the, that's like literally those guys' jobs. So it was like, okay, yeah, it, it, that's a good idea. <laughs> Got to u- utilize it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny the factory that's so you know it was a, it was a it was a family effort. It's uh it's funny the way uh, resources. I mean, it, it takes it takes people being older and being in positions to have them. But when I think like in hindsight, being in bands when I was younger, being in a band when I was younger is that you probably have more resources than you're aware of. Yeah, and uh, and usually it's it's you or or people you know. It's, you don't have to really reach that far. And uh, I mean, of course, it helps when everybody are more advanced in age and career and skill. You know, right? And, and understanding <laughs> no, but, and maturity. No, you're right. I mean, like as far as that goes, I mean, like we, you know, usually there's, and that's the amazing thing about like whether it be like Lansdale's music scene or Philadelphia's. Or, larger music scene or you know where you're from out in new york lancaster area like um there usually yeah there usually is like somebody that comes to the shows that does like that thing that you need you know what i mean whether it be like screen yeah. printing of shirts like printing of like lp jackets uh somebody knows somebody who whose dad like hangs out at the vfw and he can get the hall you know what i mean like right, it right. really is like a little like um you know it's like a microcosm like it's like a small like you know city or like you know uh so it, there is somebody usually there that can help you out and 
yeah, like you said, it does take a little bit of time sometimes to realize that that all that is available. And but yeah, also to your point, yeah, it, it becomes a lot easier as you as you get older, and you know, people have those you know those you know obviously career based hookups. Uh, you know, and everybody's like not working at like TJ Fridays anymore. <laughs> like you know, they have, like <laughs> real jobs and have a He's like half all that in their pocket. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like you, everybody's got their shitty jobs. Like when they're in their you know they're banned in their like early twenties, just trying to like make a couple bucks to like put gas in the van. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. So uh, we'll wrap this one up with one last question. And that's, you mentioned earlier cool. about, uh, about uh, you, you don't expect to be touring or if at all. Um, so what is, I think I kind of asked this again, I asked this earlier, but we'll ask it in a different way. What, what is in the immediate future sure. for model prisoner? Yeah. I mean, we're just, in, I mean, we're just trying to get out and um, play some shows right now. Um, we played our first one recently, like um, out here in like the North Wales Lansdale area with some local bands. That was really cool. Um, we're going to be playing some more over the summer and um, just try to do as much of that as possible. I mean, it's, it's nice just because things are getting a little bit more, um, you know, things are just going on a little bit, a little bit more now that, that people are more comfortable yeah. uh, gathering and everything like that. And um um so yeah i mean we're, we're really interested in doing that i think like going forward we probably you know get out and like try to do some like weekend type stuff you know in like the tri-state area would be cool and um just based on like everyone's schedule and what everyone's comfortable with doing um would be something that we'd be looking forward to do and you know obviously if any other stuff ever presented itself i'm sure we would talk about that as well but no nah, i mean we're, you know we're just we're just gonna um take the shows that come along and keep on writing some new music and uh, that's it i mean um like i said i mean i don't we don't have like too crazy of the expectations but we are just just looking forward to having fun with it and seeing where it takes us
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Brendan McAndrew of Model Prisoner. I very much enjoyed that conversation, and I hope you did too. The song you just heard was Boil Everything, also off of Compulsion Analysis. Please go check that out immediately. Buy a digital copy or just listen to it excessively on Spotify. Very cool band and another great addition to the Pennsylvania hardcore scene. Glad to have them. Okay, so what else is going on? What did you miss from gettingitout.net this week? Well, I can tell you the most exciting thing we did on gettingitout.net this week was drop an exclusive premiere of the new Lotus Thrones Vernal EP, which is available now everywhere. It's officially released as of this past Friday, so you can check that out. There were also several daily news updates, including news that Ozzy Osbourne isn't dead and is in fact releasing another studio album. It's called Patient Number 9, and there's a track to check that out. Do, do, do Ozzy Osbourne and company really need me to promote their stuff on gettingitout.net? No, but i got to pay homage to the great one, right? And uh, th- This album is particularly interesting because it features Tony Iommi on a couple tracks and Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton and Zach Wilde. It's like tons of guitar virtuosos on uh, on an Ozzy Osbourne album, and I'm totally interested in it. Uh, it also includes like Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the drummer, and Robert from Metallica. So I don't know what this thing is going to sound like as a whole, but you know, it's professional as hell, and uh, it's that's excusable from a guy of his stature. So go go there and read about that. Check out the song that they put out, the title track, Patient Number Nine. There's also some other cool stuff from plenty of other musicians, much more underground than that. There's a new music video for Mulder, Relentless Pestilence. Uh, there's a new track from Kings Never Die, Side by Side. New one from Conan, Levitation Hoax. Music from all corners of the extreme world, so please go check it out and check out some past episodes. The most re- recent episode with Rat Poison, their Sadistic Ritual, Misery Index, and Body Snatcher, to name a few. All there for you on gettingitout.net. I'm going to end this with a track from a band who's also on gettingitout.net. This one is from Mind Collapse. They just had their record released this past week. The song is called Death Spirals, and it's available now on Nefarious Industries. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 